good evening, everybody. I'm Jared Smith with James Briarton on location in uh, Exton, Pennsylvania. Um, as we're talking about Ida, uh, the remnants of Ida moving through uh, the Carolinas yesterday and uh, today are causing significant flash flooding, significant um, uh, tornadoes uh, in parts of uh, New Jersey, a very significant tornado looks like it came out of the plains. We'll talk about that here in a minute, but James, uh, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, so you're out in it right now. I can see the rain, the misting on your glasses here. So uh, tell us what you see and tell us about kind of your day just in general. Jared, this is the calmest Ida has been uh, today and in the last few days. It is making its long trip from New Orleans across portions of the southeast and mid-Atlantic, now making its way through the northeast, and it's going to be history soon. But until then, it still has to work its way through portions of the northeast. I'm in Westchester County, Pennsylvania, which is just to the west of Philadelphia, a region that saw its own uh, unique severe weather outbreak with tornado emergency being issued earlier today for places like Trenton, New Jersey, where flash flood emergencies are still up for portions of northern New Jersey, and a severe thunderstorm warning with the tornado possible tag in effect right now for the New York City metro area. Now, we have a tornado warning now. For where? For New York City. Okay, so this is uh, a storm that, of course... Its headline being its Category 4 landfall near New Orleans, Louisiana Gulf Coast earlier in the week. But its, its impact still being felt now days later as remnants. And we'll talk more about what I experienced, but all of that playing second fiddle to the fact that this storm is maintaining its historical nature from that Gulf Coast now through the eastern what, what can you tell us, Jared, about that tornado warning for, for New York City? Yep. So this tornado warning, it looks like it just came out um, for New York City. In fact, I don't even. OK, so, yeah, it's barely even coming through over here. Give me just a second. Uh, give me just a second to um, I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to queue up the radar behind me um, and we'll we'll get a we'll get a good look at this here. So let me switch to so let me switch to the radar. It's a mess. This is a mess tonight. Uh, just just a huge mess in the northeast, but the area that we're concerned about right now is over Harlem. Um, and this is not the best look, so let's go to the single-site Doppler. And, yeah, you can see that we have a tornado vortex signature showing up um, right around uh, US-9. Here's your rotational signature. That's pretty good. Um, it's blurring. Uh, why is this blurring out? I don't know why that ha Oh, you know what? You know what? I'll turn that off. There we go. I uh, I was in portrait mode. Whoops. Not the time to look pretty. So this uh, is Fort Lee, New Jersey, right? Yep. Fort Lee, New Jersey is just north of Manhattan. It, the, the Weather Service warning has it. Um, so here's the warning. Tornado warning for South Central Westchester County and Southeastern New York, Bronx County in Southeastern New York, New York County, Manhattan in southeastern New York until 9.30 at 9.05. A severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located over Harlem or over Mott Haven, moving northeast at 25 miles per hour. Before we were going on, James and I were watching this. We were starting to see this kind of generate and, and on the terminal Doppler, and sure enough, it, it, it has gotten going here. Um, the radar-indicated rotation right now looks like it's about rated across um, 
I mean, it's going to cross I-95 here in a second uh, if it hasn't already done so. Jared, just for context, that's the George Washington Bridge. Okay, George Washington, thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's what I'm here for. James, our resident New Yorker, um, it helps us with these sorts of things, and uh, it's a it's a it's a cool party trick. And uh, so it's going over the George Washington Bridge. Wow, that's that's really impressive. Um, so radar indicated tornado. What we'll do is look we'll look at um, correlation coefficient. So far, no sign of any debris uh, being lofted, but that is certainly uh, something they're going to watch closely. This is a pretty well correlated. I mean, this is a. Let's go to the rotation product. That'll clean things up. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that that's yeah. Jared, that I'm gonna hop off normal. a second and be back with you. You keep taking this. Yeah, that is not normal uh, for the uh, for the New York area. I mean, that's just that's just not normal at all. And um, and so again, if you are uh, going down a, I mean, a lot of you are not doing this right now. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of used to doing tornado coverage with you, with y'all. But again, this is a, this is a, looks like this is going to get close to uh, Bronxfield, New Rochelle, uh, Pella Manor here, um, in fairly short order. And uh, let me uh, see if I can't try to cycle through the frames here but i'm having a little bit of trouble with that but uh suffice to say that you know it has been an unusual situation today up in the um up in the uh new york metro area uh where james is he saw a lot of flash flooding um where you know and 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 where james came from we're going to talk to james in a little bit more detail here once he gets out of the rain uh talk about that so again this is a, a pretty impressive circulation uh, by any measure, and it's definitely not one that they see up in this neck of the woods. And again, this is all Ida. Scroll back out here, and you can see I've got the isobars up, and I've got the surface winds up, and 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 these thick green lines are flash flood emergencies, not flash flood warnings. Those are the highest tier flash flood emergencies. Uh, the Weather Prediction Center had a high risk of um, uh, of uh, flooding here. Uh, today and that so far appears to be verifying uh, based on the numerous flash flood emergencies now that stretch really from the uh, really from Delaware through the, uh, the Philly Metro. Um, let's see. I think this is a considerable tag. I want to say that's a considerable tag, actually. Yeah. So that's a considerable tag. So the flash flood emergencies come from north of Philadelphia now all the way up into Bridgeport, New York, uh, which is uh, rather impressive. Uh, James, I'm going to bring you back in real quick. What you got? Um, so I was I was just making a, a personal call. As you know, uh, lots of people uh, on the move tonight, and uh, we're trying to navigate some folks through a lot of this weather, which uh, hopefully most people are just heeding the warning and, and staying put here. And again, in Westchester, Pennsylvania, where I am, we're still getting rain, and we've been getting rain here for hours, which is why we have those flash flood emergencies and flash flood warnings. Now, you may be asking yourself, why are Jared and James on the Carolina Weather Group talking about the New York City, the Philadelphia metro area, and it's because we're continuing to cover Ida here on our regular Wednesday night show. Of course, it came ashore Category 4 on the Gulf Coast of Louisiana this past weekend. We're starting to get some glimmers of good news out of that region. Some of the first reports of power being restored uh, there today, but of course, lots of folks still without power and the devastation along the Gulf Coast still being accounted for. Now, I traveled today from Charlotte to here. I got off the train in Wilmington, Delaware, and then made my way into Pennsylvania. And I actually was riding Amtrak, and the crew of the Crescent train 
is based out of New Orleans. And I was talking to some of those gentlemen who tell me that luckily their families are okay. They're still in the dark. Amtrak has been originating that New Orleans to New York train the last couple of days out of Atlanta, and those guys are hoping to get home soon. What's also funny, Jared, as I'm standing out here at my hotel, is we have some crew buses from Amtrak that have just pulled up. And because I think a lot of this all comes back down to the impact of this storm. When I checked into my hotel here earlier at the crossroads of a couple of these uh, eastern Pennsylvania highways, people were coming off the highways to ask if there were any rooms that were still available because of the flooding from this storm that was occurring. People weren't able to go anywhere. It was for the last several hours that this county road outside of here was closed as the uh, local fire resources were trying to conduct multiple water rescues here in Juster County, Pennsylvania, asking for boats from neighboring jurisdictions. You can see that the rain is continuing to come down and it's still gusty at times. But now as we are continuing to watch this rain move through, beginning to get the back end of it here in uh, Pennsylvania. We're going to see tomorrow in daylight the impacts that Ida still had days after landfall, not even as an official tropical system anymore. Again, forcing the National Weather Service to declare things like flash flood emergencies and tornado warnings for the Philadelphia metropolitan area. And now at this nine o'clock hour on this Wednesday, moving into places like New York City, Jerry, where you're watching that tornado warning for New York City. It's an incredible storm. Yeah, it, this is um, this is certainly very, very, very. It's, it's unusual, and and the tornado threat up there is not over by uh, you know uh, by any long shot. We have um, let me. I'm going to go back to. I'm going to get the watches configured up here. Yeah, I can uh, tell you that um, the watch for like Long Island, for instance, which is I think the furthest watch east, goes until one a.m. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. I'm gonna I'm just gonna zoom out here real quick and just give you all a general idea of what this looks like. I'm gonna take myself full, and I'm gonna take our I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the uh, the radar full here. And yeah, so here's your tornado watch. I mean, here I mean this is a this is a this is a standard tornado watch still in effect. Um, you know, along the east the east side here, still plenty of inflow, still plenty of wind shear. We were we were watching that earlier, and there's still plenty to you know to plenty to hang your hat on with that. Um, and I'll tell you, Jared, I'm, I'm worried about this. Just looking at the power of this storm continuing at this hour, it's nighttime and this storm is still mm-hmm. continuing to impress us. Yeah. And, 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 and James, as we know, nighttime tornadoes are not exactly um, that's not something that we generally like to do here at all much less in places that don't do nighttime tornadoes. And I'll tell you, um, for anyone who knows me or anyone who's about to know me, I have family and friends on Long Island. That's where I grew up. And I called my sister before. And we don't have a NOAA weather radio in the house that we grew up in. I think I'm about to change that because it is needed at least a couple times a year. But I just reviewed with her the steps to make sure that her iPhone was prepared to receive the wireless emergency alerts. You go into settings, you go into notifications, then you need to make sure those government alerts are turned on. And I told her, don't put your phone on silent tonight, keep it on. Because if you get a tornado warning, I want that phone to wake you up. I want you to go into the basement. This is a part of the country where there are basements. And then I want you to call me so I can tell you what the hell's going on. Um, but I, I made that call tonight. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the keys. We talk about multiple ways to get warnings, especially at night. Emergency, noble weather radios, uh, TV, local weather apps, 
sometimes it just comes down to someone calling you and waking you up or telling you what's going on, or in this case, uh, keeping that open line of communication. You can be, you can be that source of weather information for somebody you love. It, it, you know, if you hear the warning and you know somebody is there, I mean, calling them, that is, a, that is a great thing to do. That's something that we're always going to encourage people to do. In our neck of the woods, James, in, in, in your neck of the woods, obviously, um, you know, as you have family up there. Uh, it's very unusual. This is very unusual for this part of the country. Yeah. Not, not that it never happens, but it is few yeah. and far between. Yeah, this is this is not yeah, this is this is this is not normal. I mean, this there's is I think that there's no other way to slice this. This is just this is just not a normal thing um that we're used to in this part of the world. So, uh James, let's let's get you back inside. Let's get you starting That's to dry that. off. And like a lovely idea. And, and, and we'll go back and we'll kind of and we'll reset here a little bit and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, where Ida has been. Um Ida did move Ida's remnants did move up um, through Georgia and Western North Carolina. If there's good news to report there is that we did not have a repeat of the flooding from Fred. That was certainly a concern that we were, that we were watching very closely as we were, uh, as Ida's, uh, track, um, evolved here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up the storm reports. Let me, um, just getting that out real quick. I'm going to share my screen here. We'll really talk a little bit about, um, the storm reports, that have uh, come through and I'm going to go ahead and take that, take that in here. And you can see, um, you know, this is a, these are weather service uh, storm reports from various offices uh, in the Carolinas, mostly along Western North Carolina. You can see there was a pretty good damage swath here. Um, a, a decent line of thunderstorms uh, along the leading edge of Ida uh, move northward through uh, Western South Carolina and uh, Western North Carolina down to a bunch of trees um, from Augusta all the way up through Greenville, Spartanburg, um, into near Asheville and into the Pisgah National Forest. So again, um, Ida was certainly felt here, but not to this degree. Thank goodness. Um, this is the same area that that only a couple weeks ago was devastated by uh, Hurricane Fred. Well, not her, uh, you know the remnants of Fred, I should say. Uh, so certainly, um, you know, we we definitely caught a break here um, in the Carolinas uh, from this, uh, from this storm. So where is Ida now? And again, this is where this is, this is just absolutely, you know, as we've been talking about, this is absolutely nuts. This, this is a, a tornado vortex signature in New York city where they make all the picante sauce. That's not pace. No, this is not an endorsement, but you get the picture. Uh, and, and, and James, I, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is rather something I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, get the, the wider view back up here and you can see, you see, yeah, I got the isobar. See where my mouse is. This is, uh, this is, re this is the main low of the remnants of Ida and it's, uh, drawing up moisture in from the Atlantic. Um, you still have a lot of wind shear in the Northeast quadrant of this storm. That's where we're finding the, the greatest tornado risk today. Um, and you can see these really bold outlines here. This is a flash flood emergency. Um, can you push flash that flood in a little bit, Jared? Yeah, yeah. Let me, um, yeah, let me uh, get this uh, zoomed in a little bit. And James, if you want to, if you want to kind of take the wheel here a little bit too. Yeah. Well, and and one of the things I heard you talking about as I was walking back in was the uh, storm damage that Ida did produce in the Carolinas. And Tim Pounds, who produces our Carolina. Uh, 
panelist playlist series on Spotify. Uh, he lives in that Augusta area, and he told mm -hmm. me those those storms they were quick. Mm -hmm. They were moving fast when they yeah. Moved those trees. Yeah. Cause he, Absolutely. Yeah. I'd have, I mean, as we know, Ida stayed wound up for a very long time. It just became an extra tropical system not too long ago. And I mean, you know, what's fascinating about that title. And we were just talking about this with Fred, these titles, they, yes, we have to categorize these storms, but mm -hmm. we get so hung up. We as in human beings get so hung up on which category this thing is. Yeah. Think about what Fred did to Hayward County as a depression. Think right. about what Ida is doing to the New York City, Philadelphia metro areas tonight as an extra tropical remnant mess. Right, attached to a front, exactly. Right. No, that's exactly right. And 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 again, you know, we have a huge mess in the Northeast, huge, huge mess in, you know, Philadelphia, New York. I mean, this is not small potatoes population here. This is not small potatoes infrastructure. As a guy who grew up on Long Island, whose biggest annual weather concern was typically blizzards, maybe tropical every few years. What I felt when I got to this hotel tonight was the same feeling I had as a kid when a blizzard would keep us indoors for 24, 36, 48 hours. It was cool. Okay, I'm not going anywhere. What am I eating? I wasn't going to venture out for food. The road was closed. I wasn't going to ask for delivery. And I just went down to the hotel lobby and I got whatever was in the lobby bistro and my wife did. And it was just kind of like rummaging. And now that's, I'm just me. I'm fine. I'm safe went for being outside my day was long traveling through these storms but i mean that's the situation that a lot of people found themselves in some version of what is this and what are we doing there mm -hmm. and james it, it, it as i remember correctly you found yourself actually in some tornado warning polygons oh. as you were traveling today yeah, and i was not um, happy about this yeah you, you did not see any which is good news yes um, correct so so that is helpful but still doesn't make for a relaxing travel by any no. stretch of imagination. No. So I was riding Amtrak, as I mentioned earlier in the show, from Charlotte to Wilmington, Delaware, to make my way here into eastern Pennsylvania. And um, we were doing okay. We, I was watching the, the different polygons. Um, and it wasn't until we left Baltimore. We were sitting in the Baltimore Union Station, and I looked at radar scope, and I went, we're going east. This tornado-worn circulation is heading north. This is the same one, mind you, that had produced damage in Annapolis, um, outside the DC area. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be like playing chicken. And so our train left and I thought, surely Amtrak is watching this, right? It's not just like some guy playing meteorologist in the back of the train. And uh, before I knew it, we were straddling two warnings of, of different circulations. And I mean, we came within four and a half miles of the circulation in this warned cell and I, I fired off an angry tweet to Amtrak. Last I checked, they didn't answer. And I was just like, I'm sorry, is this a part of your standard operating procedure to go through tornado worn cells? Because to you and I and everyone else watching the show, what's the thing they always say in tornado warnings? Seek shelter. Not cross your fingers and hope you can outrun it. Yeah, that, that usually doesn't work out very well. No, um, I know. What choices do I have when we're on the track going 80 yeah. miles an hour? And there's no yeah. safe place on a train. No, there certainly isn't. And um, hopefully they knew something you didn't. That their train was going faster? I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, though, as we were heading north and we just got out of the polygon, the southbound train passed us. And I thought, I'm sorry for those folks. 
Oh yeah, no. we had just gotten out of it, and now they're going back into it, playing yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you hit, you know, some blinding rain, even, you know, in the second leg of your trip today. And, and, and again, you know, that, that comes back to some of the issues that we're seeing in the Northeast this evening. Yeah. Let me talk about travel here for a second. First of all, first of all, don't second of all, um, a couple of things that I was reminded of today that are super helpful. So when you're on Amtrak or you're on a highway and you're going rural areas, bring that NOAA weather radio with you. It was key for me on the train where having 3G or 4G cellular was nice when it worked. But then I could still tune in NOAA weather radio. I could still tune in FM radio. Even if I was essentially powerless on what happened to me and where we were going, I still like to have known. And then the same thing in the car ride. I was, you know, I had a NOAA weather radio in the car. Um, I had a Jared Smith on the line. Not everyone has a Jared Smith on the line. <laughs> but I do, again, it goes back to that communicating for friends and loved ones of, hey, what's happening near me? Can you help me out? Or calling them and telling them uh, is, is kind of crucial. Um, have, have we talked about, I know we talked about the tornado warning and the tornado emergency for New Jersey, but those pictures right before nightfall coming out of the Trenton area, I mean, you could have told me it was Norman, Oklahoma, and I would have believed you. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm... I don't think I've seen anything that we're cleared to use, um, but easy Twitter search. I'll tell Trust you right now, us. the NBC Philadelphia station was in a neighborhood. It had to be minutes after impact. Yeah. Again, I mean, I looked like it looked like something out of Tornado Alley. I mean, Annapolis. I saw pictures of Annapolis earlier. Looked trashed. I mean, it was it was not good. We do have I mean, it, we 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 are getting questions uh, from Ithaca seventy eighty. There's a tornado where, um, and uh, and so again, that we let's 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 revisit this real quick, yeah. and and I'll take myself full, and we will go to uh, we will go to the radar, which is right over here. And so again, I'm gonna take the radar data off for a second, so we can see where the tornado warning is. So here's your tornado warning. Um, this includes the northern, you know. This includes uh, Harlem. This gets into Bronxville, New, New Rochelle, uh, Pelham Manor. It gets into basically, you know, gets into the Bronx. Uh, is just Yonkers is just outside of it. Now we don't have a confirmed tornado, and that's good news. And again, when we're looking at the velocity here, it's not quite as defined as it was. Um, when we got started, put on the rotation here. This rotation is looking a little more elongated. This wind shear is starting to look a little more elongated than it was before. I'll step back a couple frames. Um, when this thing surprised. was really starting to ramp up. I don't, I don't want to speak for them, but this warning only goes two more minutes, and they've already issued a severe thunderstorm warning with a tornado possible tag. I think they may be getting ready to transition this. Yep, yep, I, I definitely agree, and um, that that is a, a, a good. That if you hang around Weather Service long enough, that's what they do. Is that if it's a good telegraph of what they're thinking, um, it it does you know make it important for folks who are you know <laughs> who are northeast of this thing, uh, White Plains, Stanford. Oh, you still uh, you still got to be at the ready. You still have a severe thunderstorm warning coming your yeah. way. Yeah, damn it, is wind. Yeah, wind is wind, um, and you're gonna. I mean, you're gonna be running into issues here. Um, you know, for at least the next several hours, tornado watches out until one a.m. Uh, out there, and this threat in this threat moves into um, you know this. This is not just in in New York. Again, this is uh, moving into parts. 
parts of uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, Rhode Island. You do not get in on the fun. Um, I'm not sure, and I'm sure you're not missing any of it, but it certainly gets into uh, certainly gets into Connecticut here as well. So we've got a little more time uh, with this uh, severe weather uh, for the next few hours up in the uh, Northeast. So again, Ida has made its presence felt, you know, all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana, all the way up to New York city. Um, so much about Ida, Jared is incredible. I mean, it made landfall as a cat for 72 hours after its first advisory. And now another 72 hours later, we're talking about, I'm, I'm looking at it now, we're still getting in reports of water rescues in New Jersey from Ida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flash flood emergencies everywhere, um, considerable flash flooding. Uh, and these are issued by the Weather Service. This is, this is Weather Service language here. This is, a, this is probably the strongest language for flooding that they've ever used. You know, and I, I'm so glad you, you hit on that because I just realized we've been saying tornado emergency, flash flood emergency, but I'm not sure we defined that is worse than a flash flood warning. And it is used sparingly to say, jokers, we're not kidding. Yeah. I want to say, let me, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm <laughs> right now I'm in the process of just taking all the polygons down. The tornado warning has expired. So that is some good news. But again, that has been replaced by a severe thunderstorm warning with a tornado possible tag further north and east. What you got? You may have said this already, and I apologize, but those flash flood emergencies we're talking about now include New York City. And I was just getting there. Yeah, I was. You and I, I are was, on the same wavelength. Yeah, I was just getting there. Yeah, there is now a flash flood emergency um, for New York City. Um, this is a flash flood. I mean, this is here's 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 a text from Upton. This is a flash flood emergency for New York City Metro. This is a particularly dangerous situation. Seek higher ground now at 9.28 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Doppler radar indicated heavy rain across the warned area. Between 2 and 3.5 inches of rain have fallen. The expected rainfall rate is 3 to 5 inches in one hour. Okay, I'm going to say something and it's going to sound stupid, but I want to point out the obvious. Manhattan is an island. It is surrounded by water. So when they say seek higher ground. Empire State Building? I mean, you got plenty of buildings to choose from. <laughs> that, that's some good news. And I'm not saying the whole island is flat. There are hills. But I am just yeah. wanted to convey to people, we're talking about a, an island that is at sea level. Yeah, that's not. It's not a relatively thick island. No, it isn't. I'm going to put on something else that I've got the. Um, I've got, I, so here is the radar estimated storm totals. This is from the multi radar, multi sensor system uh, that the National Weather Service runs. And let's just go through this. So, first of all, let me take myself full real quick so you all can see the scale. I think that will be helpful. Um, Oh, although you can't see the scale because I so you can, so you can so much tell from the brightness of these colors, but yeah. please do tell us what they are. Yeah, I mean, so let's so let's talk about that. Ten inches. Let's let's just zoom in here. Ten Your inches prince, and, how, and what's the duration of this? This is over the last twelve hours. Twelve hours? I thought you were going to say like seventy-two. 
No, this is over the last 12 hours. This huge swath of very heavy rain that set up roughly from, looks like, uh, Oxford, Pennsylvania, through Westchester. Um, Familiar. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just, uh, let's, uh, you know, Phoenixville, Doylestown, Lambertville. Looks like the bullseye here, the 10-inch bullseye is right around Lambertville, Flemington here. Uh, you know, Stockton, Pennsylvania. And this goes up. Uh, actually, no, no, no. You're in a correction. That's not Pennsylvania. That's New Jersey at that point. I apologize. Yeah, I don't get up there very often. Um, I mean, this is the but, Carolina but, Weather Group currently doing severe weather coverage for the New York Metro. So. Exactly right. Yeah, we're not exactly good at this. So we're, this is not exactly our typical territory. And we appreciate you hanging around with us for this. But uh, but you can see from this swath here, the swath is now taking aim at New York City. Just give you a general idea of where we're at with this. Um, Jared, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to yes. let all of our fellow weather nerds know that we were talking about those pictures out of um, NBC Philadelphia earlier of the tornado damage in the Trenton, New Jersey area. They're currently live on Weather Channel. So okay. anyone who's not in the Philadelphia area wanted to see, uh, the Weather Channel has now moved into that same neighborhood. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, and if you haven't seen anything tonight, trust me, you're going to see it tomorrow. You're going to, it's going to be everywhere tomorrow. This is, this is, uh, this is, it's rare, but it's increasingly not. Yeah. And, and the, between the impacts and the rapid intensification, every one of these storms is starting to feel like deja vu. I mean, in Ida, Ida was probably one of the more extreme examples of rapid intensification. I mean, I know Michael, Michael revving up to a Cat 5 in no time, but we at least had a few days with Michael. Ida, we had 72 hours at best. Yeah. Um, and, and, and kudos to the modelers. My goodness, they nailed it. Um, the we modelers are really good. We, as in, again, a society, human beings, but National Hurricane Center gets the credit. Oh, they man. are really good with a path. And I think everyone knows that there's still work to be done when it comes to intensity. But I will also say this is that they did a very good job of forecasting explicitly rapid intensification. If you looked at the, uh, if you read the, if you read the discussions and really they were very aggressive about it. They, I mean, they were at cat three with those first advisories for Ida. They were at cat three intensity South of Louisiana. So they were forecast. They were explicitly forecasting rapid intensification. Um, and they left it open. And the discussion was like, yeah, this could get close to a four or five. Um, and this is great. <laughs> God tier. I mean, hey, we are so lucky in this yeah. country. And and that's that's three bucks. And this is not shilling. This is not, you know, shilling for the government or anything like that. Literally three dollars a year, I think, if that of your tax dollars go to the national weather service for every citizen. So I think it's like two or $3 a year. And while there is a private weather sector that is out there, so much of the weather data we consume at home, whether it be on the apps that can be installed on your phone, whether it's the meteorologist on television, um, it's coming from the National Weather Service. Mm -hmm. It's the National Weather Service that's issuing warnings. It's the National Weather mm -hmm. Service that's installing equipment at airports to take observations. Yes, there are smart meteorologists who are not in the Weather Service who supplement in their particular avenue. And very important. Very important. The communication of this is key. But none of it would work if we didn't have the National Weather Service 
and they are some unsung heroes. Yeah, no question about it. And, and again, and again, you know, kudos to the, uh, the, you know, again, we have kudos to the forecasters of the Weather Prediction Center who called this out for what it was. The high risk swath that they issued was massive. I have never seen that big of a high risk. Um, let me see if I can't pull that up, actually. So uh, we'll, we'll look at that real quick. And again, this is going to continue tonight. So again, if you have friends or family in the Northeast, you know, I, I'm sure that they're going to be seeing this uh, uh, throughout the day. Um, yeah, the, the high risk of flash flooding continues. Uh, let me just uh, zoom in on that and I'll take my screen full real quick. And then we're going to talk a little tropics. Um, but I wanted to show everybody the day one outlook here from the Weather Prediction Center. Um, oh, wrong button. And again, you can see wow. kind of, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's that's not normal. You know, that's just that's just not normal at all. Let me see if I can't. Uh, I guess I've forgotten how to use a Mac. Anyway, it's fine. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, there, there's your major flash flood risk in some extremely populated areas stretching up, you know, and, and the moderate risk. I mean, again, this, this whole area, I mean, that's, that's Boston. I mean, you, you basically the whole, the Acela, right? Like the yes. Acela corridor. Thank you for the train reference. Yeah. I mean, that basically is it. And so um, certainly, Certainly just, it, it just, Ida has been quite a, uh, just a, a yeah. quite different thing. Well, I mean, um, I'll tell you, you know, Brad Panovich, chief meteorologist at WCNC yesterday saying Pennsylvania is in for a hundred year flood event. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that verified. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it turns out, but I mean, I'll, I can pull some data to figure that out. And I'm sure that that's, that's going to be something they're going to, they're going to do. So, um, for those of you who are watching us in the Carolinas, uh, real quick, uh, if there's one sliver of good news is that Ida's circulation is going to push down some actually really nice air. Oh yeah. Um, dew points are, I, I'm missing out on these very comfortable dew points. Yeah. The, the, the dew points are going to be really nice over the next couple of days, especially in North Carolina uh, and in the Northern South Carolina, it's going to, this is going to filter into the Charleston Metro too. And it filtered, filtered down, but this, the front is going to stall out over Georgia and it's going to take a couple rounds of, drier to really get the rest of the Carolinas, but it's going to feel nice. It's going to feel a lot nicer tomorrow and it's going to feel really nice um, on um, it's going to feel really nice on Friday. And it's a nice way to bring in the um, it's a really nice way to bring in the uh, uh, holiday weekend. I mean, it is a long holiday weekend coming up, which uh, uh, we <laughs> happy to give you. 20. I would have thought I would have thought Ithaca was in New York. There's an Ithaca in New York. Well, I, who knows? Maybe they, you know, maybe they came from there. So, Lots of transplants. Uh, so, hi to everybody. Um, you know, to everybody watching us tonight. Um, again, uh, we're we're glad you joined us for. You know, this is a, this is kind of an unorthodox show for us. We don't normally um, we don't normally talk New York weather, but uh, but again, this has been it's just been a day. That is for sure. So let's talk tropics, and then we'll get out of here. So we're gonna. Take this yeah. full here. So here's the five-day outlook from the uh, National Hurricane Center. Obviously, we've got Ida, who is uh, still a remnant low, causing problems. We've been talking about Ida all day. Kate was a tropical storm. And just the funniest advisories. Tw Weather Twitter just had a 
field day with Kate. Tropical depression, Kate, sinking southward and struggling. I don't know. Is this everyone just like, we identify with you. I think in 2021, year two of COVID, <laughs> we really identify with Kate. But Kate is no longer a tropical system. Advisories have been discontinued. That's done. Really, the big one here, um, the big one here is Tropical Storm Larry, which is looking very good. Yes, um, it is. Uh, it is a legit Cape Verde, Cabo Verde uh, uh, hurricane there. And uh, let me see if I can't get a uh, ghost full disc of that before we uh, get out of here. Um, two, just a sec. Two things I can say while you're pulling that up. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if you can put me and Fleetwood on the screen. I wanted to explain to you, Jared, what it's gorgeous means. Uh, because there are gorges in Ithaca, New York. And so they say that the town is gorgeous. Nice. Okay. And and Ithaca is explaining, no, I got my name from Greek mythology. I totally <laughs> had it before Ithaca, New York. Nice. That's great. That's great. We're all learning a little something tonight in case, uh, in case yes. any of you, in, in case any of you all have to, you know, uh, head north. I am. I don't get, I don't get a chance as the New no. Yorker transplant living in Charlotte on the Carolina weather group to flex no. my New York knowledge. So I'm just, I'm doing it now uh, while you're pulling up um, the, uh, the scan uh, for Larry. Do you have it? Yeah, yep, you, there it is. Give give the serious Larry business, and then I have a happy note we will end on. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, Larry here is. I mean, that's a pretty good looking storm. Um, it is. It is forecast to become a major hurricane, and and you know, and right now, I mean, it's so far out there. Uh, the good news is, is that we're not. You know, not right away is not a, a it's not a major issue for anybody in the U.S. It's not an imminent threat by any stretch of the imagination. Let me get the cone out for you, and I will once again share this. Let me, uh, let me pull that. It's almost like I it's almost like I do this every once in a while. It's almost Take like we're live. Yeah, it's almost like we're live or something. Uh, Take that full. So there's Larry, there's Larry's track here, um, and again the. Uh, the CVT. I, I don't. I, I I know my time zones, but clearly uh, I not. I didn't even know what you were referencing when you said that. So yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a motor or something like I that. Anyway, the M stands for though. The M yes. stands for major cat three. Yes, that is a major hurricane. And again, uh, looking at the hurricane center track right now, again it's a seventy mile an hour tropical storm right on the cusp of hurricane strength, probably. Uh, probably won't be much longer before they sign off on, you know, giving it that five mile an hour bump uh, to make it a hurricane moving west at 22. And again, as you can see here on the graphic, it is forecast to turn um, generally, uh, <clears throat> generally west, west, northwest. Um, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, you know, the, 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 the odds for a storm in this part of the area in this part of the world typically is a recurve, but we cannot take that for granted. Uh, Florence showed us that. And, um, and so, you know, so we, and we do have some ridging here and we're starting to get into that part of the season where we start getting some cold fronts coming across. And the age old question in September is, you know, will it meet up with the trough of the cold front and, and shoot away from the U S um, 
certainly if you have plans in Bermuda, I'd be keeping an eye on this. This is, uh, you know, again, depending on how far. I don't have any plans in Bermuda, but that does sound nice. It does sound nice. Uh, but Especially since I'm actually still now wearing wet clothes. From exactly. Clothes. Exactly. So, so, you know, this is something that we're going to want to keep an eye on over the next few days. But right now it is nothing of imminent concern. And I think the other, the other area, James, uh, that, you know, of interest, uh, there is also the potential for additional development uh, in the Bay of Campeche once again mm-hmm. um, near there. We'll see what happens. This is where Ida originated. However, it yeah. does not look as favorable as it did before. I also um, want to tell people, as we come into September, it's September 1st now, September 10th is the bell curve historical peak of tropical. Yep. yep. We the- are in it. Yeah, we we are in it to win it. So, James, can I leave us uh, on a positive note? Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry for the name association. I had no control over that, but I would like to wish our friend Larry Sprinkle at WCNC happy 23rd anniversary. Oh wow! Of waking up every morning uh, to his viewers in the Charlotte area. If you live in Charlotte, you know Larry Sprinkle, and 23 years at WCNC. And um, we're live, so I can't say it's in the, the text or the descriptions right now. But if you listen to us later, we'll put it in the text and the description. You know, we've had Larry on this show a couple times, Jared. And he'll tell you mm-hmm. the stories from Hugo and other major Carolina storms. The man is a living history of Carolina weather. And he's got a great name for it. Yeah. That's his real name, by the way. I, I, you know, some for some people... Finding your calling takes a while. For Larry Sprinkle, it was obvious. So, congratulations to uh, congratulations to Larry. Twenty three years. That's uh, that's that's awesome. You know, and 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 there's something there's something wonderful in it, it. Just knowing what the news business is like and everything there of having somebody be there for so long mm-hmm. and you know somebody that you really get to know. Um, the viewers it, know him. Larry's seen the station change ownerships, change locations. Mm-hmm. Don't get him started on changing a branding. Um, <laughs> it's a whole long thing. So yeah, yep. Larry. Larry has withstood all of it. Yep, absolutely. We have a we have a an acre legend in Charleston retiring in October. Bill Sharp, forty eight years at Life Five News. He has seen it all. He literally has seen it all. Um. Not a meteorologist, but a beloved anchor uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, that is truly the end of an era uh, for television news uh, in our neck of the woods. So, you know, so that is um, having those trusted longtime names is, 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 is that's an asset that you yeah, that you don't realize you have until you have it. So. Cool. Well, listen, everybody, again, you know, the good news is for the Carolinas is we got a really nice weekend of weather coming up. We're going to be getting into some drier air. It's not going to feel as humid. So let's take some solace in that. Um, Ida is going to be out of pretty much all of our hair tomorrow. Um, and that is a a, a, a wonderful thing. Um, I think I'm pretty sure that we will never have another Ida. Um, that would be up to the WMO to decide that the world meteorological organization when they meet, but it's almost certain that that will be retired. Uh, and again, you know, you keep the people in uh, the new Orleans metro area and in Southeast Louisiana and your thoughts, they've got a long way. They've got a long road to go. 
And there's some historic, you know, there's some heroic efforts going on down there right now, but it's going to take time. And, um, you know, so we want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, that they are, you know, that you're thinking of them and, you know, we can, we'll share out some ways to help um, as well on our and social Will, channels. Will Silvers. Eric Thomas is retiring soon. Yeah. And WBTV. Mm-hmm. We are going to be interviewing him coming up. A little retirement exit interview that Scotty Powell will be conducting. And so we will have that for you coming up in due time with mm-hmm. the Carolina Weather Group. So yep. if you needed a reason to like and subscribe, there it is. There it is. There it is. I'm going to go put some dry clothes on. Yep. You go do that, James. And uh, and again, for James Briarton, I'm Jared Smith. Uh, thank you all for watching the Carolina Weather Group live here on a Wednesday night as we track the remnants of Ida. And uh, enjoy the long Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you next week.